0: welcome to another thrill-packed edition of unite i.e radio the radio show for the most important political office that of the private citizen my name is greg Britton with the Redlands tea party patriots and i'm joined by my co-host don dix and again we are in our secret underground bunkers and i would say don is especially dressed up well for today's show as we're doing this we're recording over over zoom uh,
3: I only bring our, my, I, Saturday, Greg, I only bring my A-game. I just want you to know that. I mean, I I yes. I put. I invest a lot into my wardrobe, and I only bring the can, best for you. I can see that. And he's, he's even shaved sometime this week, too. That's true. But, but,
0: in, but in all seriousness, as of today, when our show is first being broadcast on Saturday, October 3rd, there are 31 days left before... The election, which is the most consequential election, at least since the election of 1860, if not in our nation's history. And it's no exaggeration to say that this election is going to determine whether, as Lincoln said at Gettysburg, that this nation under God can have a new birth of freedom and the government of the people, by the people and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Because if Joe Biden, who is just a front man for a very radical left wing people behind him, who reads whatever he says, is written on the teleprompter, or I think whatever is spoken to him through his hidden earpiece, he's not in charge. These people are, and they are going to erase all of that if they get a chance.
3: Let me ask you a question. As we get started here, which presidential candidate, since you brought it up, since you brought up the election, which presidential candidate is more likely to advance Marxism in the quest of uh, implementing their agenda, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Let me think. Alex, I'll go with um, Joe Biden. Joe Biden! Ding, 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 ding. You're correct. And which of their policies actually would do the most uh, damage to the republic in advancing Marxism?
0: Oh, unquestionably. And it's it's the Democrats, and it's, it's not Joe Biden. Joe Biden might be elected president. He will not be the president. He'll be a figurehead that they'll trot out to read off a teleprompter on occasion and sniff girls' hair. Um, but he will—he will not be setting policy. He will not be in charge. Whether Kamala Harris is the one that's in charge, I'm not sure. Or others behind the scenes remains less clear. But yeah, Joe Biden will not be the one that's in charge. And they've made clear—they've made clear their agenda. They're not—they're not hiding it at all. Whether it's wealth taxes, packing the Supreme Court, adding in new states to further cement their absolute power over the country, and mass amnesty for 20 to 40 million illegal aliens, all of whom get free health care, and opening the borders for unlimited numbers of additional illegal aliens and refugees and immigrants from all over the world, all of whom get free health care, courtesy of the uh, American taxpayers, letting criminals out of jail, favoring criminals, uh, undermining the equality of the law and the independence of the judiciary. I I can go on. It, gen, I mean, these, these people are scary, dangerous, and scary evil.
3: It's absolutely scary, dangerous, and what a lot of people don't realize is the degree to which it has penetrated our institutions, academia, entertainment, our bureaucracies even, as evidenced by Donald Trump's recent executive order calling for the halt to all training embodying critical race theory, which again is an is absolutely a Marxist uh Agenda wrapped up in racism And the scary thing about this is It's interesting Their strategy is actually really brilliant And that is They've injected racism Into the conversation on so many different issues So that if you actually want to try to point out Any of the Um any, any of these tactics that they're using, whether it's, uh, you know, critical race theory embodied in these trainings or as recently as this week in Riverside County. I mean, if you think this is something that's only happening in the classroom or in Washington, D.C., it's happening inside of our counties and cities. This past week, for instance, um, was the first listening session in Riverside County uh, of community participation in a resolution that was passed a couple of weeks ago calling racism, a public health crisis. And in addressing that you had representatives from the ACLU, from the NAACP, from uh, unions around the County that actually used the words structural racism, systemic racism, uh, all of these terms in their advocacy for uh, the county beginning to incorporate these concerns into their budgetary process. All that is code for stop spending so much money on police and start spending it on social programs.
0: Right. And of course, that means uh, probably means grants to all sorts of left wing and Democrat Party organizations to uh, use as slush funds to fund to further fund their political activity. I've quoted. Vladimir Lenin, a number of times, that a lie repeated often enough becomes the truth. And they do this with global warming and climate change. They, they did this with Trump-Russia collusion. Um, and they do with now with so-called systemic racism, that they just keep repeating that lie, and they do it to our school, do it to, to children, to college students. And now they're doing it broadly across the country in this uh in these critical race theory trainings, which of course, as Chris Wallace describes them as racial sensitivity trainings exactly and of course they are anything but sensitivity trainings. They are teaching full on that the, that one race, white white people, are inherently bad and evil, and their culture is bad, they are oppressors, all of them from birth. Because of the color of their skin and other people are inherently virtuous and are, and are inherently victims. So you can, they can, you can't do anything. So if you're a person of color, you can't, you can't overcome your situation. You are permanently, you, you are, you are permanently oppressed in this country and it's all nonsense. It is a flat out lie. And unfortunately, as with global warming, very few of people on our side are willing to stand up and say that the global warming emperor or the systemic race emperor is standing there stark naked yeah is, are some people still racist yes of all races not just white people and that's part of that's part of this critical race theory that only white people can be can be prejudiced and of course we know from our own lives that that's not true, but the vast majority of Americans don't care one iota about the color of your skin. Right. But you want to divide people on that basis and make people feel that they're oppressed. And we mentioned, I think it was last week, LeBron James had said, he's a very basketball player, had said earlier this year that black men are literally being hunted on the streets. Right, and no one pushed back on that. So, what? So, if you believe that, so let's say you're a young black man and you believe that, what are you going to do, aside from hating white people and hating the country? You're, some of them are going to do what we what we see. They're going to start shooting police officers
3: or murdering other white. I think white that's happened. I, th- I think that's actually happened. <laughs> it has, unfortunately.
0: And that's how pernicious this stuff is. Global warming is just about taking away your freedom and uh, taking in property for the ruling class. This, this stuff is going to tear the country apart, and that's the underlying intention by the uh, Marxists behind it.
3: So I think, I think what we need to do then to help resolve this and to be a part of the solution is to find candidates for public office that actually understand what's unfolding in this country, that actually understands which of these policies are advancing Marxism, and that understand the threat, maybe even from the standpoint of having it, uh, having lived it. Um, I, I think we need to identify and find those people who understand the threat. Of all of the isms, whether it be Marxism, socialism, communism, Maoism, Leninism, they're all really the same. And they all involve a uh, an oppressive government that is ostensibly, uh, you know, controlling land, labor and resources and the distribution of those resources in a uh, under a framework of what they call equity.
0: Hmm, Do you know anybody like that? Let me think for a second here. Hmm, who could that be? Maybe hmm. someone who started off in a communist country, life in a communist country, and yes. had to flee that communist country, and then yes. spent years, spent decade, more than a decade, waiting for permission to immigrate to America legally. Yes. Did so and and got married here and had a family here and. um Maybe experienced the open border problem personally when her son was murdered by a previously deported illegal alien.
3: That would just be actually extra credit on top of everything that you've said. Not in a good way, but uh, someone who has a lived experience of actually being a victim of these policies.
0: Turned her grief into political activism and trying to make sure to preserve the country that she lives in. And two, to prevent other families from having to suffer what she did. Hmm. If, if only
3: there, were such, hmm. if you know, only there were such a person. If only there were such a person. You do. Wait a minute. Who? A minute. Who? I know what? Who?
0: Agnes Gibbony. You, know
3: you know what, I, Greg? You're I, right. I, 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 I want Do you, you think we can get her on the show real quick? I, I, I'll bet we could. So so you, you won't hear the pause,
0: but we're going to call Agnes Gibney and see if we can get her on the, get her on the line um, after our commercial break here. So we've got about a minute here. So we're going to see if we can get her on the line real quick while we hear from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate and then you need both residential and commercial. Back after this, hopefully with, Cross our fingers, Agnes Gibney.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment,
3: Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And before the break, Greg and I actually were involved in a conversation uh, about what's at stake in this coming election and the fact that there is one presidential candidate that is advancing a Marxist agenda to take away freedom, to abolish liberty in the Republic of the United States. And we posited, wouldn't it be great if there were such a candidate that would be uh, experienced in these that have lived it and that have run away from it and are here to raise the flag of the warning flag that uh, this stuff, this junk of government oppression is upon us. And lo and behold, Greg Agnes Gibney is running for Congress. And we were actually able to get her on the phone uh, to join us here so that we can learn more about what we Talked about a moment ago in our first segment, and how it's going on the campaign trail for Agnes, and uh, what how, what we can do to help her. Agnes, welcome to the Unite IE Radio Show.
5: Thank you so much. It's great to be here with you guys again. Thank you.
3: You bet. Sorry to have to pull you off the campaign trail so that you could actually come into the uh, radio show. You've uh, you've been busy. This is a busy time for you. How's it going?
5: It's going really well. I have gotten really busy since the ballots have gone out. Some people have received them in San Bernardino, Fontana, even areas of Rancho. Uh, But it's a good busy um, getting to be able to go out and communicate with people that haven't been able to do because of COVID uh, for this long. And I want to just say something that this fight is no longer about Democrats or Republican This is Mm -hmm. all about America versus communism, and Americans need to really be uh, vigilant about this and about who they're uh, nominating and who they're voting for because our country is so slowly and surely turning into a socialist country. And if socialism was a fashionable as uh, people think, and not like closely, you can change in a minute. Look at Hungary, the country that I came from. It's still recovering from communism after 30 some odd years. It takes a long time to recover mm. and it destroys a country uh, permanently. You look at Venezuela, one of the richest countries, completely destroyed by socialism.
3: Not this according to of- Danny Glover and Sean Penn, though. I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah,
0: well, it's. Contrary to human nature, there is a great, and will, maybe we'll even apply it in our second half, a, there is about a two-minute and 24-second se- uh, sequence between the Nobel Prize-winning economist Milton Friedman and um, Phil Donahue. And one of his basic points was every society in the world is based on self-interest, and socialism is by no means different than that. People do what they believe to be in their self interest. The problem is the incentive, socialism screws up the incentives between producing and mooching. It screws up the incentives between going out and advancing your political interests and getting more and improving your life by cozying up to the, to the dictator, to this, to the government versus getting and improving your life by producing goods or services that other people want to buy. It's a brilliant piece. You know, I, I would encourage people to, to check, just search for that, and, and you'll find it. It's the Gettysburg Address of Economics in Two Seconds. But, but so, the result has been the same from the earliest days, from the pilgrims. They starved in their initial years here because they adopted socialism. They didn't call it that. But they all of, Everything that was produced was... Pooled and divided between all of, the, all of the members of the community. So, of course, what was the incentive to work? None. What would happen if? The, what would happen in the? Uh, there was a piece by Fran Tarkington, the former quarterback, So "What would happen in the NFL if you play, paid the players according like they do in the teacher unions? Same basic principle that we're just going to divide it up the money and we're going to pay it based on seniority." What would happen to the incentives to work hard, to strive to be your best, to go out and hit extra hard, to spend more time in the weight room? It will go away, and that's why socialism fails, except of course for the rulers. They do well.
3: Well, well, Agnes, you know what I've heard about the about why Marxism has become so. Uh, popular among academia and then the, the students that uh, have not experienced really the fruit of Marxism, what really happens under Marxism is that Marxism actually, uh, it it points the finger at government as, and, and oppressive government, particularly law enforcement, as the reason that people are bad. And if you just get rid of law enforcement and if you just... Uh, you know, dial back the, uh, th- that component of law and order, that people will revert to their naturally peaceful and cooperative states. And and, and, and once you get rid of law enforcement and once you get rid of those uh, divisions and those uh, sectors of our uh, government, that all of a sudden peace will reign and unicorns will start to flourish and we'll have peace everlasting. Um, what was your What was your experience in understanding the history of your government under, under communism?
5: It's nothing like that at all. Number one, uh, when government controls everything, businesses, you have no opportunity to. To better yourself, to become rich, to, uh, to educate. Uh, businesses are owned by the government. or so the service is absolutely lousy. There is no service because they don't have to. They sit at your uh, place of business from uh, eight to five or eight to six. It doesn't matter if they sell anything or not, they still get paid. So they don't have, they have no incentive to do better. To, to improve or to make more money. There is no incentive. The mm. government oppresses you. They tell you what TV stations you can listen, what music you can listen. They uh, monitor what comes in from other countries, from the Western civilization into your country. Like they, they control... Uh, in Hungary, people believed that things in the United States, uh, uh, people were impoverished, they were dying, they were hungry, they were starving, and it was nothing like that. The very first time I went to Hungary in 1977, it was still a communist country, and uh, th- they were dying for a pair of Levi's because somebody brought a pair in and the youth was was obsessed with Levi's, they would have given you their home for a pair of Levi's. That's how starving the people are. You have no choice between A and B. The government tells you what you're gonna have. You're limited how much you you can buy as far as groceries. the, The government tells you how much meat you can have, three ounces of meat, including the bone. Uh, for my baptism, my parents' co-workers gave my mother their tickets so my mother could buy meat to, to do, uh, to make a luncheon for my baptism, which by the way, they, my godparents ran through the back of the church with me to have me baptized. And my parents weren't there because it was against the law. So the government controls every aspect of your life. If your neighbor is dissatisfied with you and call and report you, then you are out, you're gone, you're arrested, you disappear.
3: Can you guys think of any divisions of government currently that remind you of some of the things that Agnes just described? I think I can think of one. How about the DMV? Is it, I mean, to me... If, if, if you had the DMV operated as a for pro, a quasi-for-profit organization by private industry, you'd actually be able to get your business t- attended to. You ever walk into, we're members of the AAA. So we can actually go in and pay our registration and handle m- most things through AAA. There's no lines. We get it done immediately. And yet people have to stand in three and four-hour lines, can't get an appointment for months under COVID in order to do, you know, basic, you know, transactions. The DMV is a great example of what, um, you know, the government's inability to properly administrate these, uh, these certain administrative functions of the government.
5: And not only that, Don, uh, medical uh, medical treatment. Let's say you need a hip replacement oh or you need a, a, a knee replacement. You have to wait months, um, not months. It takes you months to even get in to see a doctor. Then it takes several months for them to do the uh, MRI. Then it takes several months for them to authorize it. Then it takes several months for them to say, okay, now you can go to, uh, to the hospital, but you have to wait until there is room to have your Mm. surgery and and the wait period is like three years or plus or or even longer. Or the government may simply say, no, you don't need knee replacement, just walk with a cane because it costs the government too much money to invest in you because you're just a little bit older, you're a discard of society already. You know, uh, oppressed government takes away your freedom, your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights which is why we came to this country for freedom.
0: Agnes, uh, we are against a hard break here, so please stay, stay with us for the, uh, for the second half, as well as you in the audience, and we'll hear more from Agnes Gibney and why she's running for Congress and about her opponent, Pete Aguilar, what, what he
2: has been doing for the 31st District of the U.S. Empire. Back out this. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to
4: edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM 590,
3: the answer.
0: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen and one of the most Important things and one of the most difficult things and challenging things a private citizen can do is to run for public office. And we are fortunate to have Agnes Gibney with us today, who is running for Congress in the 31st District, which encompasses kind of from Redlands around North San Bernardino, uh, North Rialto, Fontana, over into Ranch Bucamonga, And she's running against uh, the neo Marxist, as of almost all Democrats are these days, uh, Pete Aguilar. We mentioned in our first half a sequence between uh, Milton Friedman and Phil Donahue, back when Donahue had a TV show like in the 1970s, they brought talked about this, of socialism and capitalism and greed, and it is such a good clip. Uh, I call it the Gettysburg Address of Economics in its brevity and clarity. So let's listen to it.
2: When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within... Don't, aren't you ever... Did you ever have a moment
1: of doubt about capitalism and whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from a from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worse, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear. That there is no alternative way, so far discovered, of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward, not virtue, as much as ability to manipulate the system. And what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And Just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us? Well, I don't even trust you to do that. <laughs> Utterly
0: brilliant in that and in, 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 in both the analysis and the explanation of it.
3: And the simplicity and brevity, too. I, I don't know about you, but I have I always have a challenge in trying to distill things down to their most basic elemental explanations. And some of the great thinkers, you know, Victor Davis Hanson comes to mind. Uh, Soul, uh, Soul. Um, Thomas. Thomas Soul, yeah. Uh, and here we have an example of somebody who is able to do that. Tell me where, what magic society has done away with greed? Where does greed not exist? It's pretty amazing the way that he does that.
0: Yes, of course, you know, greed to the Democrat Party is wanting to keep your own money. Greed is not want. It is not greedy to want the government to take other people's stuff and money and give it to you.
3: Right. Yep.
0: And of course, for coming from Hungary, Agnes must that must sound like yep. That's that 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 was home back then. So what about what about Pete Aguilar? You in every election is a choice. Um, Has Pete Aguilar accomplished anything in his time in Congress?
5: Agnes, uh, What he has accomplished? Oh, yes. Uh, he has accomplished uh, wasting millions of dollars on uh, uh, tax dollars on impeachment. Uh, he's going along with uh, Black Lives Matter. And I want to point out all lives matter. But I do not agree with the uh, Marxist organization. Uh, Pete is for open borders. He is for amnesty. He is for everything. He's giving away this country. He does not answer to you, to me. I am not represented in this district as, uh, thousands of of people are not. Only a certain group is. And, uh, that is why I'm running. So I can represent everybody, regardless of their political party, uh, a, a representative got elected to work for us. And he has forgotten that. And uh, that is the main reason. But he has not accomplished much. Ironically, I don't want to do a, a dirty campaign, and that is not my style. But unanimously, very frequently, 80 90% of comments that I get is do nothing, Pete. And uh, I have not had much involvement with him, with the exception of one time when he had an event here in Rancho Cucamonga. And I approached him and I was facet- facetiously saying, thank you for uh, defending uh, DACA. And uh, and he had a smile from ear to ear. And I said, well, what about our children? Uh, what about the sanctuary for our families? And he says, well, those are innocent children. And that just made my blood boil because I said, my son was an innocent uh, uh, American citizen and he's laying in a coffin six feet under. What about my six feet of dirt and coffin separation from my family? He turned and walked away. And I have never forgotten that. And uh, I, he forgot that he's representing me. And he turned his back on me as he has turned on many constituents.
0: No, is, uh, is Pete Aguilar willing to come out and debate you and have and have campaign events in the district so the voters can hear from him directly and you directly and he can defend his record and the record of the Democrats? And um, is he communicating with the people like that?
5: Uh, actually, um, my campaign has sent him emails, has sent him letters, uh, made several phone calls, including to his campaign. And uh, requesting a debate. People have been uh, tweeting, uh, h- h- encouraging him to have a debate, and he refuses to. Tonight, I have, well, uh, Thursday, last Thursday, uh, I had in a um, candidate forum with the uh, uh, San Bernardino, um, um, oh my goodness, Commerce? Um, yes, and he refused uh, uh, to participate. So it ended up being an interview uh, for me because he refused to participate. He is not engaging with me at all. I don't know what he, what is he afraid of? I'm not a politician. I have never run for office before. He has been in office for three terms. He should know these the things already. It should be a piece of cake for him to debate me. Somebody new, somebody fresh coming in, but he refuses to. Uh, and, you know, uh, and, and we need to realize that America is under attack from within by those who are openly uh, say that they want to radically and fundamentally change our country. And Pete is one of them. And I cannot sit back having come from a communist country and having seen my family suffer and give up so much for freedom and I'll be doggone it if I'm going to sit back and allow this country that I call home. The only country that gave me a country to call home because my own country of birth took my citizenship away when my parents escaped and we immigrated here as, as stateless. I took my oath of citizenship very, very seriously to uphold the constitution, to defend this country against foreign and domestic invaders. And I love this country, and I will love it until the last breath that I take. And I will not allow somebody to destroy this country if I have anything to say or do anything about it.
0: Well, you know, uh, Pete is not without accomplishments. Um, to be fair, he did get second place in the Congressional Beer Making Contest.
3: <laughs> you know, what an managing... Accomplishment. Managing yeast is definitely high on the priority of Americans. Yes.
5: Oh, I, I forgot about that, that talent. I need to look into that.
3: <laughs> well, Pete
0: Beer. Anyways, but, 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 but more seriously, um, Aguilar is working his way up into the Democrat leadership and Right, and one way that really affects us is the we have these coronavirus. Still, other you know, states, particularly governed by Democrats, are still shut down. Business restricted. Businesses are going are still going barely hanging on, and they're 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 continuing to fall away, and just, they, they can't last any longer. Uh, but they're holding up more relief for a whole laundry list of every left wing wish you could possibly have. And they're saying because the the Democrats control the House is they won't pass any relief needed by Americans uh, both workers and businesses until they get their way on their wish list of left wing demands. And Pete Aguilar is part of that.
5: And this is what we need to stop. People need to look at every candidate and see what they have done, what their track record is and we need to take the house back. We need to take control of, uh, of not because of control, uh, but because the Democrats are trying to destroy this country. It's a cancer that's eating from within. They are a party, the party of slavery, open borders, lower wages, uh, lawless lawlessness and chaos, pro-illegal immigration, pro-illegal voting, higher taxes, homelessness, gas tax, Proposition 4757 and AB 109, which directly affected me uh, when my son was killed. Trust me, nobody wants to walk a day in my shoes having to live with the thought, with the idea that I will never, ever see my son again because our Congress did not do anything to protect and secure our borders. And because of them, my son is six feet under. We do not want this to happen to anybody. It's an, you know, it's bad enough when you lose someone to an illness. But when it's at some, at the hand of someone that should have never been in this country, who was deported already, it's an insult. Also, the, the, the idea that they want to take your freedom, that they want to limit your first and second amendment rights. Even though my son was shot and killed with a gun, that gun didn't load itself and walk down, it walked itself down the driveway and fire itself. What I say is the Democrats loaded that gun and that Which criminal ex- illegally and fired it.
3: Which is exactly right. why we need to ban forks because, of course, forks cause people to overeat.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, we don't need to ban them. We just need common sense fork control.
5: Yes. But, but uh, that- cut, cut a couple of the uh, uh, springs from the fork and then you eat less.
3: Exactly.
0: Maybe, maybe a waiting period on the purchase of new forks. Have to go back, have, have to go have to do a, a, a background check maybe. But, but, but in all seriousness, that's one of the things that's on, on, the, on, the, on the agenda. Because if the Democrats win and they have the Senate and the White House in the House, what they're going to do is they're, they're going to pack the Supreme Court. They won't, they, they, they won't answer the question, which of course means that's exactly what they're going to do and they're going to pack it with left-wing judicial act. And one of the things they're going to do is they're going to effectively repeal the Second Amendment because the case that held, yes, not the when it says that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, actually means that. That was only a 5-4 decision. And you had a few more liberal justices on, uh, left-wing justices on there. They're going to reverse that and they're going to effectively eradicate and eliminate, erase from the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and our right to keep and bear arms. And that's just that's just one thing they're gonna do when they pack the Supreme Court, which is just a uh, really, really, really dangerous thing. And, and they know that. They know that even a majority of Democrats oppose that. So that's why that's why they're that they won't answer the question, that they won't do it, or even if they will do it, they won't be honest and say, "Yeah, we're going to do it." Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor of, for this half of United I E Radio All Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident, because they are truly the
4: kings of rock and roll. Back after this. Mention AM 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM 590,
3: the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. Where, unfortunately, most Americans feel that their duty as American citizens begins and ends with voting. Indeed, it begins there, but there is so much more to it. We have right now with us... Agnes Gibney, who is running for Congress, and she is a citizen that has not only just stood up and answered the call to serve her country uh, by doing those things that citizens should do, but she is running for Congress. <laughs> Agnes, what events do you have coming up? And first, tell us your website where people can get more information and can actually help go volunteer to help you reach voters to get you some more votes, because that's what counts right now.
5: Absolutely, thank you. Uh, please visit www.agnesgibbony.com. That's agnesgibbone dot com www.agnesgiboney.com and you go on my events page and you see that I have a fundraiser coming up on October 17th and if you are able to attend please come uh, help my campaign and if you can volunteer please volunteer on the page or call me and I will personally uh, uh, answer the call or answer your email and uh, help distribute my literature and let your community know and pick up signs. I have plenty of signs, yard signs. You're more than welcome uh, to display them. I would appreciate that and put it around your community. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Thank Agnes. You. And what, else, what what else would you like to say? What else, what else would you tell You Meet a voter, a prospective voter.
5: I would like to tell them, I would like to tell the prospective voters, uh, if they want to learn more about me, go on my page. But I am for public safe safety. Uh, I want to f- uh, stop. Uh, I want to end lawlessness, government corruption, out-of-control spending. I support job creation. I fully support uh, law enforcement, men and women in blue, uh, not to defund them. I support military and veterans. I support school choice, uh, preserving medical Medicare term limits, and absolutely our first and second amendment rights.
0: Now, there, there we have it. Agnes Givney must be a white supremacist and a fascist for supporting all those things.
3: <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually the way it's been set up. If you uh, if you dare to criticize any of these policies that are being advanced by the left uh automatically you're going to be labeled a racist and a fascist uh that's the game that we're they're playing right now and uh we need to stop it here before it goes much further Agnes thanks so much for Being with us, you know, here in San Bernardino, uh, the Unite Inland Empire covers basically two counties, San Bernardino County and Riverside County. And there's some stuff going on in both counties that you guys need to be aware of. First, in Riverside County this past uh, Tuesday, the first of several listening sessions uh, unfolded where a resolution, which had been passed three or four weeks ago, calling racism a public health crisis. Uh, The County Board of Supervisors had asked people to come in to tell their lived experiences about everything from systemic racism to, uh, you know, Lord knows what. They, there were a few people that came in and talked about that. A few people stood up and said, you know what, this is, uh, this is just a veiled attempt at getting rid of, uh, and reducing the budget for law, law enforcement and, uh, those agencies that are involved in that, both the DA's office as well as the sheriff's office. And the, Other item that's coming up this coming Tuesday morning is the hearing on a agenda item to reopen Riverside County more fully that had been advanced by Supervisor Hewitt. And if you've got time, this is something you need to come down. This is where when we talk about, uh, you know, the most important political office is private citizen. This is the kind of thing that people need to stand up and be heard. So Tuesday morning. Come express yourself at Riverside County regarding this uh, 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 resolution to open the county more fully Tuesday evening uh, for the listening session. And there's some stuff going on in San Bernardino County, Greg. Yeah, actually,
0: San Bernardino County, as the Board of Supervisors, is preparing to go just the opposite direction. And that is, even though the disease is receding and the survival rates are increasing, uh, that Want to clamp down further on enforcement. There's a, there's there's going to be a resolution before, or maybe an ordinance or a policy, not just a resolution that would impose $5,000 per day fines on any business that's not complying with their lockdown, shutdown, um, bureaucratic orders and decrees and $500 for a, for a nonprofit organization such as a church. So if a church is meeting and there are some that are meeting, uh, they, are at, they're at risk for a $500 uh, per day fine from the county. And unfortunately, both sheriffs, Sheriff Bianco in Riverside County and Sheriff McMahon in San Bernardino County are not enforcing these coronavirus de- uh, decrees. But they have these county health bureaucrats who are all too happy to do this and go out and assess uh, administrative fines. So if you don't want... Your, your county further shut down. You need to let your San Bernardino County board or calling their office. This came up a couple of months ago and they got a deluge of calls and they backed off. And it's important that we, that, that we, that, that we do this again. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard somewhere before that the most important political office is that of the private citizen. Someone someone's keep, someone keeps saying that.
3: Because someone it, taught me to, because someone taught me to say it, <laughs> yeah.
0: and you know, well, whoever said that was it was a very wise and astute observer of, of politics, and but it's, it is true. And so, if you if you want to have your county reopened and be able to conduct business and conduct your life as you choose, you can choose the level of risk and precautions you want to take. Same in San Bernardino County, you need to let your elected officials, let your government know and tell them what you want that's the way it's supposed to work not 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 the reverse
3: exactly right exactly right well, Greg, um, you know, this is a very historic time that we're in. It is exciting, uh, but it is also one that really requires the res- uh, people to be responsible for the proper care and feeding of a constitutional republic, because there are people that want to end the liberty and freedom uh, that gives us the ability to go out and move ourselves from, you know, being in the poverty, uh, being, you know, being in poverty, uh, to moving up to the middle class, and then to finally be able to, uh, you know, provide for our family and and really advance our, uh, you know, our economic situation. Dick Costolo, he used to be the CEO of Twitter from 2010 to 15. When he was replaced by Jack Dorsey, prior to that, he used to work for Google. Tweeted this out this week. Me first capitalists who think you can separate society from business are going to be the first people lined up against the wall and shot in the revolution. I'll happily provide video commentary. There's the Marxists and socialists and communists coming out of the woodwork, the guys that have already made their $300 million that want to deny the rest of us the ability to advance our own economic fortunes. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. for the Unite IE radio show and other times throughout the weekend when the space provides.
4: When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar All-Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is Car Star All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision. The kings of wreck and roll.